1: of the night report podcast I'm Mike Broadbent. joining me once again is Richie Schneiderright we have a special guest today Barstools TJ Hitchings Rucker superfan TJ welcome to the show man really appreciate you coming on we're gonna talk a little we're gonna talk a lot a lot of things today
2: oh yeah guys I appreciate the invite thank you
1: yeah for sure. But uh, before we get into anything, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online uh, football is back, and Bet Online remains to be your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. Uh, and as your continued source for all sports wa- wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Uh, always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Uh, you can head on. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E I V to receive your rewards. Bet online with the game starts. And I'll say this is the second best sports sportsbook uh, out there right now, short to the Barstool sportsbook. Uh, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Uh, and they're just a sponsor. I don't really care. But make sure you have both, guys.
0: I was going to say, like TJ just looks down the entire ad read, and I, I'm like, yeah, I know why. I know why. I, I, know I why. didn't even think of that. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to try to get in. I forgot about that. No, the Barstow, the Barstow Sportsbook is better. I got a bunch of free gear from it, so that's the best part. But, uh, Hell yeah. yeah. For sure. A- anyway. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Anyway, uh, we're, we're also sponsored by Adam Goldman. He's the the franchise coach. Kind of basically what he does is if you hate your life, you hate your job, you want to switch things up. Call Adam because he's gonna he- hook you up with a, a Dunkin' Donuts or a McDonald's or whatever the fuck you want to run in your life. Um, he's a Scarlet Knight fan, a Night Report member, franchise veteran for over a decade. Um, if you, like I said, if you want to change your, uh, get your own kind of American dream going, hit him up. It's 844-800-3726 or franchisecoach.net. I'm getting better and better at these.
1: Yeah, not, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, so TJ, thanks so much for joining us. Um, you're kind of. As rapidly ascending amongst the, the Rutgers fan base as probably our, our most well-known superfan. Um, tell us a little bit about, first, how you got into Rutgers in general. It sound, I, I, I know you just did an interview with the Scarlet, Scarlet Spotlight guys, so you kind of are going over this a second time. Just tell us about how you got into Rutgers.
2: Yeah, so I think a lot of people, especially at working in like sports media, a lot of people around me like kind of grew up as fans of a college athletics program um and that wasn't the case for me both of my parents didn't go to like traditional sports schools my dad went to nyu night classes as an adult my mom went to community college for like three semesters dropped out so for me what growing up being in jersey obviously Rutgers was you know coming up when you know in the mid 2000s in the first chiano era but i didn't really have like a personal connection i hadn't been to a game um and when i was going to college everybody kind of like you know shunned Rutgers off this was in 2015 i graduated high school so at the time you know um entering the big 10 but still people would sort of shrug records off as like oh that's just like you're gonna see a lot of high school kids there like you don't you're not gonna get the real experience so i was kind of initially turned off and i ended up going to a small school in north jersey montclair state for a year and within the first week at montclair state i had realized that like i wasn't in the right place i texted one of my friends who was a freshman at Rutgers at the time, and said, like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right thing. Like, there's no campus environment. There's no, like, big big school feel. The sports are obviously it's a D3 school, so that's not, like, an aspect of campus life. I knew pretty early on, like, I think I might look at transferring. And, you know, he said, like, well, where, where would you look? And being wanting to stay in state, it was like Rutgers was, you know, immediately the front-runner candidate. I had applied from high school and gotten in, so I knew I had that. You know in my bag so by the end of my first semester i had applied for to transfer into Rutgers as a sophomore um and the experience i learned in my first year in college was basically like there's only a limited time here like you have to take opportunities opportunities as they come to you so going into Rutgers, i had like a fresh outlook on everything i was like i don't care about what people in high school said i don't care about like whatever stigmas are around like Rutgers, whether it's athletics related or or, or otherwise like, I'm going to make this, the, the make the best of the opportunity I have here with three years left in a college experience, kind of, like, wasting the first year. So, like, I hit the ground running. I, I got involved in the Targum and Our Vision and through a, a family friend connection, Marco Battaglia, he was able to get me involved doing some social media stuff with the football team, just, like, light game day stuff here and there, just, like, really trying to do whatever I could and tap whatever resources I had to get immersed in the culture of the school and sort of, like, right from the start before social media ever started to be like a thing that I considered growing, like try and make rockers part of my identity, because like, I'm going to spend the next three years of my life here, might as well try and enjoy it and try and do some cool stuff. Um, so like basically from that point on 2016 on to now, it's basically been like any opportunities I can, you know, work myself into at Rutgers. I did, you know, writing for the Targum video for the Targum and then our vision live video stuff. And then eventually got involved with Barstool and the social media side of things. Like, it was really just I had learned a lesson my first year in college that, like, not to take the experience for granted and sort of not care what other people think and just start, you know, doing whatever it is I could to, you know, elevate my own experience.
0: So now you said you did social media with the football team. Was this
2: under Ash or Flood or? This was, uh, yeah, under the Ash. So I was at Rutgers so, the so they course. saw you grow it,
0: and they were like, "Holy shit, this kid grew our platform under the worst coach
2: ever." Well, <laughs> it was it was it was a, more of like a recruiting direction type. Gotcha. It was like the this, this Snapchat that went out to recruits to show like game day experiences. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's like, I was there for the 16, 17, and eighteen football seasons. <laughs> Jesus, so not <laughs> exactly. And I told people while I was there, I was like, "Don't you worry! Like, as soon as I leave here, we'll start being good at sports." I swear. Like, I, I told, I must have told that to countless people, basketball and football. I was like, "I know. Once I leave here, like things will turn around." That's just like yeah. how karma works in my life. But um, yeah, that, those were. Not exactly the the easiest games to cover. They had to text me to sort of, like, stop filming stuff because the stadium's empty and we're down 70 to Michigan at home (laughs) games. Yeah,
1: yeah, those are, like, the true dark ages of Rutgers athletics because, I mean, I went to school. I started in 2007, um, so I'm right right coming off Pandemonium Piscataway. I went to that game as a high school senior. Everything was kind of good on the football aspect basketball even was terrible when you first started. Cause that was like the first you use a pike he was finishing, yeah. you know, last in the conference, but we we're showing some life. Like we had those MSG moments, but um, yeah. how hard was it to like, not lose that, like that confidence you had in like Rutgers is going to make it, it's just going to take time when you're just like seeing every program that matters come in like last place every year.
2: Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I, I kind of just like threw what other people's uh, opinions were to the wayside for, for, a good amount of time there. It was like, this is my school. This is like, uh, as much as I root for, you know, the Yankees or the Giants, like, it doesn't really matter if they're playing good or bad. Like, this is my school. I have to support them. And, you know, it, it became like, once I started getting involved in the Barstool Ruckers social medias, uh, media, it kind of became like, let's say a business decision to not like openly shit talk the the, the football team administration because <laughs> I was like double dipping by doing school ruckers and then also working yep. within the football team and they knew that and they like I, I the last thing I wanted was to get anybody in trouble that helped me out at any point but uh sure. yeah it's i mean I, I i could see like the bright spots here and there whether it's like like you said like the MSG big 10 tournament, I was like, okay, this is it. We're coming, we're coming alive. Like this is where, where things get rolling. And that's kind of come through, like keep the faith. is a mantra I've always sort of believed in. And, you know, whether it's that or talking about shopping with the football team, like we'll get there one day. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It's my team. Sure.
1: And you've kind of had like some interesting uh, experiences with the athletic department too. Uh, Recently, like you threw out a first pitch at baseball game and baseball team obviously had its best season in a long time this year. Uh, you have that that hype video of basketball games they show now, like what is what is the the process for actually getting some of that stuff done at Rutgers? With you? Yeah,
2: some some of that's surreal. A lot of the times, um, you know, like obviously I'm trying to put as much positive uh, PR out on my Twitter as I can about these teams. When when it, like the baseball team gets rolling. I'm trying to make people know, hey, look, we have a baseball team and they're pretty good. Like the stadium might not, the field rather, might not live up to the hype of like an SEC program's field. Maybe we'll get there one day, but we're, we're good at baseball. We're winning games. And once that starts happening, you know, like a lot of the players and the administration for baseball would follow me or I would follow them and they'd follow back. And that one thing led to another. They sent me a couple DMs and said, hey, we'd love to have you out for a game here's, you know, a list of dates, like, let us know what you could do. Same thing goes for, they filmed a, uh, like, a Faces of Rutgers, like, fan profile video for football season that sometimes airs in the stadium. Um, that was just, yeah, again, like, the marketing team of the football program reaching out to some, like, more, I guess, notable or dedicated online fans and being like, hey, you want to be a part of this? Like, I guess you guys now fall under media, and I don't yet, because I'm not, like, directly <laughs> beat-writing the team, but... Uh, yeah, it's been. I, I mean, all that stuff's awesome. Like, I appreciate it so much. I don't. I I, I try not to take anything like that for granted. Like, it is kind of surreal to me that like, even this week, like, they they have some things planned for the guys that we're with that they want us to be a part of. Like, it it it's crazy to me, like, to see how far it's come from in the last like less than ten years that I've been involved with Rutgers fandom. I one yeah, on. so
0: I, I mean, I'm gonna throw you a softball here, but like, what's what's your like all-time ruckers moment? Obviously, like you just said, you threw a first pitch. You're on all these videos. Like, there's is it the rack? Like, is well, what is it?
2: Um, I mean, I think the easy answer is just being there for the Ron Harper Jr. shot last year. Yep. <laughs> um, and having, like, a small part in that. Like, I'm not going to claim any sort of responsibility. I did show up when we were down, you know, 12 at the 14-minute mark, uh-huh. when we came back. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh. It's, uh, it, there's been a lot. Like, I, I, any time that, that I'm involved with, you know, the team team media, I think that means a lot to me. I'm still... Looking for that Shiano interaction. We, I haven't had a, uh, a one-on-one discourse with them at all yet. Maybe that happens this week. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I, just being a part of like big moments—that's what makes me happiest. Because like, I'll be—I'll be, I'll be the, uh, the supporter that I am, no matter how the team is playing. Like, I'll figure out a, a silver lining to, to, to root for. So when the team has big moments, and if I can be a small part of those, that's what means a lot to me.
0: Absolutely. So I want to piggyback off that one real quick. I know. They're not pit vipers, but did you make pit vipers cool before they were cool? Because it seems like the photo you look at <laughs> you online, it's just like there's just a giant big glaring sunglasses. And how yeah, did that even get started?
2: That's just become like an unhealthy obsession at this point, where <laughs> so we have like 10 to 15 different pairs of random brand huge sunglasses in black and red, just trying to like put together to see see what, dif- what different sunglasses look like. I don't... Mm fully when like the first game I decided to bust those out was. I don't know if it was it might have been when I was a student still where I just decided to throw those on in the front of the student section.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, But
2: yeah, I'm, I'm glad it, I, I was always wearing bucket hats like uh, ever since okay. like, at first my first game I was wearing Rutgers bucket hats to games. I don't know when I decided to throw the, uh, the sunglasses on and incorporate that but I'm glad that that sort of led to a little bit of personal branding I guess. Yeah, there
1: you go. Yeah, it seems like you're you're trying to, to make all these different fashion trends happen between the, the pit vipers and the, the brimless hats. Like you got, yeah. you're just finding all these like, you know, uh, Temple of Doom-esque like Rutgers gear, like one of one type of things. Like, how have you had a lot of help finding that gear now that you're pretty well known in the Rutgers community, or is it just as hard as it always has been to find those like starter jackets or those old school right. Rutgers hats?
2: Yeah, last last basketball season, that was like my conquest was to find a starter jacket in a double XL, and it took mm-hmm. a while. Like mm-hmm. I eventually found somebody that wanted to, like trade it for some barstool merchandise, which works for me, obviously. Really? But but uh, yeah, so <laughs> shout out to shout out to him. He, that was a huge help because those things are, like you said, like very very few and far in between. I think it's on one end because we weren't very good at or notable in that late 80s early 90s when that stuff was sort of popping off and two because anybody that was that dedicated of a fan to spend money on a jacket or something substantial back then probably still is that dedicated of a fan like if you walk around at a football game or a basketball game like there are some old people with some crazy cool jackets on that like you just yeah you just can't get so yeah it's it's been fun like i like looking for weird stuff whether it's like There was a a sell-off at the rack at the end of last basketball season of, like, auctioned-off items of some, like, pieces from the old scoreboard at the rack. Like, stuff like that always piques my interest as, like, unique items that people are look for. I had guys on the basketball team, like, Paul Mulcahy DM'd me when I was looking for a a starter jacket, looking if I could find him one, too, because he wanted
1: one. Really? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Were you able to find a second one or no?
2: No. Like, there, there is, I've seen pictures of maybe, like, listings of five or six ever it, it is it, the hats too like I, I just started getting into like the vintage hats more over the summer and i've dm'd some like vintage collectors that are like i don't know if i've ever seen a ruckers hat like in this style or whatever it is so wow it's it, it's something
0: Jeez. so so yeah i want to talk about one of your honors you just tweeted out today uh top 10 ruckers hall of famer uh how, how the hell did that happen and uh just kind of break that down i guess
2: <laughs> yeah so I, I i remember seeing last year that over the summer at some point they did a Rutgers fan hall of fame contest and a couple guys that i've talked to online obviously uh were in like the inaugural class i, I it mm-hmm. sort of like I, it must have like blown past my radar before i could get a hold of it and like make a push for it yeah i mean again I, I try to be humble <laughs> but yeah, uh, i mean <laughs> So he came back around for a second class this year, so I decided to to make that a a goal. And the voting for the top ten opened today, Tuesday, as this is Mm -hmm. being recorded. And I think I have a pretty good shot at making top three who get honored at the Penn State game at halftime. Um, But, yeah, if if you want to go to my Twitter, it's at the top of my Twitter if you want to vote for me.
1: There you go. Yeah, that's at T.J. Hitchings. Definitely give him a vote, guys. Um, But – the main reason we wanted to have you on this week is because there's a pretty huge event going on with barstool and ruckers this coming friday you guys have your college football show it's a traveling show sort of like college game day for those of you who who aren't familiar tell us a little bit about uh how that came together and kind of what you guys do uh for those events
2: yeah so it's basically like our offshoot of like a espn college game day type live picks show Think of it as, like, game day, but it's actually, like, fun to be a part of and, like, engaging the entire time. Um, yeah. it, it's hosted by Dave Portnoy and Big Cat with our college football experts, Brandon Walker and Casey Smith, on the panel as well. it the South, Yeah, yeah. Every episode we try to have a guest picker. I don't know if it's announced yet, so I'll keep that under locks until later this week. But it's a, it's a, a very notable Rutgers alum that will be on stage with us. Um, and the show will be at, starting at 530 right in the Athletes Glen uh, beer garden area outside the main gate of the stadium. So if you're going to be tailgating or whatever, stop by. It's a free show. It's a good time, 40 minutes-ish. There'll be, you know, T-shirt giveaways and some other stuff going on. Um, but, yeah, basically they, tr- they try and organize a schedule every year of uh, shows in states at college football games, in states where the sports Sportsbook is up and running. So, Jersey's been on that list for the last two years, but, uh, you know, as you guys know, we don't get a lot of, like, prime time, time slots for for Rutgers football games so or, like, notable games that they would want to go to. Um, so, this year it worked out where we got a Friday night game, which they've never never done a show for, and this year they want to try doing stuff that they've they never done. Like, they're doing shows at max schools later this year in the middle of the week, which they've never attempted before. They're trying to do a double header where they do Michigan, Michigan State, and then fly to Penn State at night for a second show on the same day. That'd be wild. So, yeah, Friday night show was on that list of things they've never done, and Jersey's a legal gambling state, and it will be a hype environment for a Rutgers football game. So it makes for sense. sure, like, the, the basically the dominoes fell our way where, like, for the first time, it's actually been, like, tr- truly considered for us to come down. Obviously, it makes it easier that it's an hour away from the city. But, uh, yeah, it's it's. I know that people here are very excited. A lot of people are just going to go just to, like, be a part of it, even if they're not on the show, just because it's local enough and it's a fun Friday night out. Um, I know that people, like, inside the Rutgers administration are very excited about it just to sort of, like, flare the game up more. You know, like, it's already a game that's on Fox Sports 1 instead of Big Ten Network. There's a lot of recruits coming in. It's a blackout Friday night game, so... It should be a fun time. If you're in the area, you can't miss it. It'll be right at the end of the boardwalk. Like, it should be a fun time for everybody.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like it's going to be insane. But are they going to have, like, signs and stuff like that Like game day? Like, you, like, write your own signs and all that, the corny sayings and all that shit?
2: I would imagine. So, like, yeah. normally it's a very student-heavy crowd. I would imagine because this is on... Bush and right by the stadium. That mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a lot of young alums that come over from their tailgates and stuff. Just because they, they, it's going to be hard to miss. But I mean, we encourage that sort of stuff. If you want to show up with a sign or with a crazy outfit on, obviously go for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it should. Whatever you guys want.
1: Fair enough. Uh, for sure. Are, are are there any like uh, big time Nebraska fans in Barstool? I, I I know that like you know, Mississippi State obviously has Brendan Walker. Casey's a Sexy fan, I, I don't know everybody's allegiance, but is there a big time Nebraska fan at Barcelona?
2: Yeah, so so Will Compton of the Bustin' with the Boys podcast oh, that's right. in the NFL. He is allegedly going to show his face. He played at Nebraska <laughs> ten Alleg- years ago allegedly. Yeah, he played at Nebraska ten years ago. He thinks that they're gonna smash us this weekend. He had Nebraska going eleven and one, so he's having a pretty bad year so far. But uh he, he is allegedly going to, to come to the, the show on Friday.
0: I would assume most of them are
1: going to show up just because it's so close, right? Like, you, yeah, I think most we're, of you guys are like a,
2: a bus if concept. People want to come down and just go to the show, basically.
1: Thanks. So, how hard were you pushing for a Rutgers appearance? For I know the, the the bench mob was here last year for a basketball game, but how hard were you pushing for this college football show to to come to Rutgers and also just to have more events at Rutgers? Just because you said it is so close, the the athletics are becoming more and more big time. Do you think that Barstool is going to have a bigger presence at Rutgers in the years coming forward?
2: Uh, I would hope so, like, as we sort of go up, like, I would hope that you know, it's sort of like, if this goes well it's sort of, like, a proving ground for more large-scale stuff like this like, I would love to have us do a show like this in front of the Rutgers-Seton Hall game if we did a show in, outside oh, the, outside of yes. Jersey Mike's or something like, yeah. like, bottling up that like, crazy, like, Jersey energy with people like, diehard fans running around even, like, a video of, like, a wrestling meet or something, like there's so much going on here that I don't think a lot most people know about. They just see like the the brand name Rutgers and they kind of write it off or whatever. But like it is like a crazy environment when you get like a packed house of fans. Like most of the people coming are like longtime Jersey residents that are like mouthed and obnoxious, <laughs> but like in the in the best way possible. Like we we've had games where this, the the football stadium is half full and it sounds like the building's shaking just because they, they we're just louder in New Jersey. So yeah, hopefully like. I've been obviously whispering to people, like, hey, let's do Rucker stuff for a while. Hopefully this is sort of, like, the uh, the, the green flag for that those ideas.
0: So, so before we get to, like, Definitely. predictions and all uh, that uh, Let's stuff. talk a little bit about the- Oh, all right. Never mind. You go, Mike. That's fine. No, go ahead. It's cool. It's whatever. No, it's cool. You go.
1: <laughs> no, you can go. No, I'm just saying, let's talk about this game. I'm hyped for it. Rucker's well, coming was, in 3-2. getting two. Two. into that. Uh, all right, go for it. No, 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 no. It's okay. All right, my bad. So Nebraska's three and two two and three. They they fired their coach already, who seemed like an abject disaster. They won last week in a pretty uh, pretty triumphant win against uh, Indiana. Not that Indiana is great, but uh, it seemed like their team was really fired up to play under their interim coach. Um, They really don't have a whole lot going on in defense. They're they're one of the worst power five defenses in in the country, but they do have three pretty good. Offensive players and quarterback Casey Thompson, running back Anthony Grant, and wide receiver Trey Palmer. How do you guys see this game going? Uh, do you think it's going to be high scoring? Do you think uh, it's going to be a defensive struggle? Uh, Richie, I'll start with you.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to run the ball on this team. This team's defense, rushing defense, is awful. It's like you just said, it's... Uh... I was looking it up before. I think they're bottom two or bottom. They might be the worst in the Big Ten in terms of rushing defense. And that's Rutgers' bread and butter, like Al Shadi Salam, Samuel Brown, Kyle Wanangai. Hopefully, you get Aaron Young back, who dressed last week. So you, you got to just run the ball down their throats. You got Johnny Langan, who can also run the ball as well. And uh, I, th- I think you got to attack that as much as, as often and as much as possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think ideally you figure out a quarterback before the game starts. <laughs> I know that's not been the uh, the trend so far this season, but uh, hopefully we hear something. Like, I would rather at least solidly have somebody in mind. Although, like, <laughs> what, it's, we've started a, a new quarterback almost every week, so maybe we throw in Matt Alimo at QB this weekend and see what yeah. happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you said, like, I think, like, the trick plays and, and stuff, like, it's it's great to see that that's in the bag. But I think, like, when you have games that are, like, factually winnable, you have to win the game. Like, Iowa should have been a game, you know, those two two turnovers don't happen. It's a 13-10 game instead of a 27-10 game. Like, yep. this is another one of those winnable opportunities in conference, at home, in front of a crazy crowd. It's probably going to be low scoring because <clears throat> our offense hasn't shown that they can really put up that many points. But... You have to win like the small battles here and there, whether it's you know in the turnover game or on the ground or in third down and fourth down territory. And it's a winnable game in front of a crazy environment against a team who hasn't played a true road game this year. They played the neutral site in Ireland, which was ninety percent Nebraska fans. They played four home games and a bye week, so this is like their first time up against a major crowd like this. You have to take advantage, and it's a game that. You know, has a lot of implications if you want to think broad spectrum of, you know, recruiting and that sort of stuff. Like long term, or if this season is a is a, you know, a, a failure or a success. If we're going to get back to five wins, this is a game you have to win.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this game opened as a pick'em and on the Barstool <clears throat> Sportsbook app, Rutgers is now a three point dog in this one. So it seems like the betters are kind of uh, going against Rutgers in this one. Uh, I, I do think that like Iowa was like one of the best front sevens in college football. I don't think Rutgers will struggle against Nebraska personally. I think if we can get especially like a turnover uh, that sets us up in good field position, we jump out to an early lead. Maybe if we have like a trick play, like you're saying, I do think this is a game that we can kind of just like salt away by just running it down their throats, sort of like Boston College was, just getting an early lead. This this crowd's going to be crazy. Um, One that like, so you were you became a Rutgers in like 2016. So I assume you didn't go to any like the big time early night games and like the early aughts like against Penn State, Michigan. So, so I, if last, you want to know uh, my
2: first my first Rutgers game experience was uh, 2015 against Michigan State. Chris LeViano spikes on fourth down. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Yeah, he's. Oh, he's oh, I've known. Sorry, I've known. That, I've known pain for a while, <laughs> pretty much exclusively.
1: So the probably the, the most hyped environment you've seen for a football game was Iowa last week or two weeks ago. Then. Uh, it,
2: was, it was certainly like, with all things considered, it was a, a different atmosphere. And I talked to Johnny Langen after the game, and he said, like, it's the craziest environment he's played in or been a part of. So yeah, that, sure. that with the lights and yeah, it was it was definitely diff- a different feeling in the air.
1: So I think Nebraska is going to be at least ninety percent of what I was like. Uh, hopefully more, because I I, I never know like with people who have kids and shit like that. Like who, who like what's easier for them to make like a night game on a Friday or Saturday, but I I really do feel like this is going to be like a 48,000-plus crowd going absolutely crazy, hopefully nice and tuned up from drinking all day. Yeah, Um, they
0: travel well, too. Like, that's not counting out. They
1: travel really well. That's, uh, yep. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if there was over 5,000 Nebraska fans at the stadium, even though they're, like, completely terrible this year and a program spiraling. Um, How do you guys see this game going? Let's get some predictions. Richie? I know you have, you put it out in the warm each week, but how yeah, do you this game? Um, actually it's,
0: if you're going to win this game, if you're Rutgers, you got to do ugly. You got to do what they've done for just about all their wins, minus Wagner this year. Um, it's not going to be pretty. They're going to, the, the quarterback situation a mess. Whether it's Evan Simon, Noah Bedro comes in and just runs the ball for some reason. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Uh, Gavin Wimsat's probably out, if I had to guess, because he was in a boot last week. Um, so it's probably going to be one of those two. I don't know if you play quarterback roulette again, but like TJ said before, it, it just doesn't work. Just pick one and, like, just ride ride your highs, highs and lows with the guy. Um, I do have Rutgers winning this one in a weird fashion. I have 16-14. means a lot of Jude McAtami field goals, which
1: is possible. Same score as the, uh, the Temple game. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right, actually.
0: Um, but he's a questionable field goal kicker, too. Like, he missed an extra point to start the season. He missed the 30-something yeah. yarder, and then he hits a 48-yarder. It's like, what the – That doesn't make sense. And I don't think this game will make sense whatsoever. It could be a couple safeties maybe thrown in there at this point. Who knows? But uh, I, I do have Rutgers pulling this one out with the crowd, the atmosphere. I'm sure Barstool is going to get a bunch of the students to show up for a change, which is nice, so we'll dig there. I'm sorry about that.
2: That's It's one of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say if I had to make a full-on score prediction, I would say somewhere in the realm of like 17-13. I see like a lot of field goals, obviously coming down to the wire. But give me a fourth quarter, Johnny Langan, punch it in one-yard touchdown run for the win at the end of the game.
0: All right, that's good.
2: I'm also
1: gonna I'm also gonna say Rutgers takes this one. Uh, I'm gonna say twenty-three. To 14. I think we're going to be able to shut down Nebraska. I don't think Nebraska's I think it's going to be an ugly game at points. I could see there being, you know, 20 plus minutes where nobody scores in this one. Um, But I think ultimately Rutgers kind of grinds them down and ends up up winning pretty comfortably at the end. Um, So, Richie, you went to basketball practice today as well. Um, Obviously, basketball season's right around the corner. Um, What did you see from the team and what do you kind of what do you? What's your? What's the vibe around the basketball program right now?
0: Complete opposite from football. <laughs> that, that, it's, <laughs> it's it's night and day. Ironically, um, they're, it's it's they're just they're going into what the it would be the third tournament uh, appearance in a row if they make it this year, and I think they're going to. Uh, super defensive team. Lost a lot of scoring with Ron and Geo, obviously, but they've replaced some of that with Cam Spencer, who's averaged 19 last year at uh, Loyola Maryland. Um, a lot. Of Mag looks phenomenal. Uh, Cliff is Cliff. There's a couple of New York Knicks scouts there, um, and, I, and I don't like the Knicks. I know they're like the second best team in New York, but it's nice to see the scouts there once in a while. But uh, yeah, overall this team this team's good. This team's really good. Uh, we posted on our message board. Their secret, not so secret scrimmage is a uh, UNC this year, so that should be interesting. Um, if they could, I know it doesn't matter really much because they did beat Villanova and UConn last year. Just not secret, not so secret scrimmages. But uh, it's a good test, and it's a good early season test to get the guys ready, get them amped up. God forbid you beat them; it's just going to build more hype for this fan base. And like, like TJ said before, there, there's going to be a lot of hype in that building, whether it be the Seton Hall game he mentioned, or even even like the out-of-conference games are going to be sold out. Like this, this team is yeah. is here to stay. Like it's crazy. I never thought I'd say this about Rutgers basketball, but they're they're here and they're not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, losing two guys like Ron and Gio, I mean, they were basically the program for the last few years. They were the stability forces and they were the top two scorers, basically, for the last three years. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a huge sea change for the basketball team this year. TJ, what's your vibe on the basketball team? How do you feel about us going into the 2022-2023 season?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, I sort of wait to be, like, incredibly overly positive and optimistic <laughs> until I see it. Like, last year the, the you know the quotes that came out about you know going to a final four and winning a natty and then they come out and they have they're off their out of conference struggles like it's I, I could see why the fan base sort of went into like a, a tornado online during that that sort of <laughs> yeah. that, that tough stretch against Lafayette and UMass like it makes sense like you build that much hype and you know things don't go your way obviously those games should have been won handily but they weren't and like that's what happens i just i i know that like they have the pieces i think like cliff like you said probably should be on nba board soon if he's not already i want to see like the way paul could take over as the the team's emotional leader having a guy like geo who was basically the captain of the team since he was a sophomore leave like it is like a big like set of shoes to fill maybe it's not one person maybe it's a group effort they sort of rally around each other um I think that, like, Milwaukee Mag plays a big role, like you said, and that's, that's cool that he's been, you know, doing well in practice. Um, and then, obviously, it's it's sort of, like, what you don't – like, the, the, the concept of, like, what you don't know with the new guys that are coming in, whether it's, like, the new recruits or the transfers. Um, it's just seeing how they mesh. I think, like, it's a team that you'll figure out very early on what their their, their ceiling is. Like, I think in – out of conference, you'll be able to see, like, what sort of dynamic they have – and if it's holding teams under 65 points again this year, playing, like, hard-nosed defensive basketball and, and having Caleb sort of take over that role and show people the, the ropes, like, wins or wins when it comes down to it. People might not like the way that, that we get them, like, whether it's winning a game that's nobody scores more than 49 points. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, the goal's still yeah. the same. Like, if we can shut down teams in the Big Ten, we can shut down anybody, in my opinion, so... I'm excited. I think that, like, the tournament's now the goal every year, and it will be every year, and that's exciting to say. Um, And we've never gone three years in a row, and I think this is the year we go three years in a row.
1: Yeah, it's wild how quickly expectations change around the program, just from, like, you know, hoping we could just have a winning record to maybe a 20-win season, maybe an NIT, and now it's like, if we don't make the tournament, it's been a massive failure of a season and I mean those kind of expectations are like what major athletics programs have and I, I I think Rutgers should welcome that and not really hide from it and I don't think they have but just some Rutgers fans they've been beaten down like you know dogs in a corner <laughs> for so long that they have a hard time expecting anything and having a hard time accepting that we're good at a lot of things now so I, I'm just so excited for basketball way more than football um just because we're just we're this we're we're a program that's like desirable at this point. Like, everybody wants to go to Rutgers games. <laughs> Tickets are so hard to find at a reasonable price for basketball games now. Like, you used to be able to go day of from a scalper and get, like, you know, 100-level seats for, like, 20 bucks in the parking lot. Now, good luck. Uh, and
2: we're going to mention in articles talking about recruiting LeBron James's son. Like, I know that that's not no. That's, that's, like, should be a fever dream because I think he'll probably go to a <laughs> Nike school if anywhere, but,
0: yeah. th- yep. like,
2: that's a thing now. Like we have a recruit in, in that class, Gavin, who's higher rated than LeBron James's son.
1: Yeah. Insane. And we have you know we're in it for like several top ten kids in this class and the following class. Like Ron's little brother is a total stud. He's a top ten player in the in the class. We're getting yeah. kids from all over the country showing us a ton of interest. It's just it's it's almost like a I'm I'm waiting to wake up from this dream of Rutgers <laughs> basketball, and I hope I don't. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's but, crazy. Yeah, so TJ, really appreciate you joining the show. Is there anything that you wanted to, to plug or talk about before we we sign off today?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you want to vote for me in the top ten, like I said, it's on my Twitter. But more so, just getting the word out about the college football show this Friday night. Like, if you're if you're planning on going and tailgating, and you need a place to sort of group up with people, it'll be from five thirty to about six six fifteen ish. Perfect. Bridge to get you in and then you go right across the, the walkway and you're at the stadium so there's no travel to get there like you come down have fun at the boardwalk go see the scarlet walk and then come on over and head on over to the show it'll be a great time even if you're not a barstool fan it's just an it's an entertaining product like there'll be you know giveaways and I, i've talked to some people in the community some notable alumni that are going to make an appearance whether it's on the show or just in the area so if you're a Rutgers fan come by and you'll have a, a hard time not having a good time
1: and tj can be found at, uh at tj hitchings on twitter vote for him as one of the top 10 uh Rutgers fans to get him in the hall of fame get him honored with penn state game uh guys this has been another edition of the night report podcast tj thank you so much for coming on